Hello. <laughs> Wait, what, the, what the hell? I just want to try something new. <laughs> oh, another episode. Episode no. 80. No, it's honestly not. It, it's not even recording another episode. I'm, I was actually looking forward to doing this one. It's just, I, you know, I wanted to catch you off guard with a large guffaw. Guffaw, whatever. Uh, uh, just, a, just a complete tone of dread as we begin yeah. our episode. <laughs> I want to see what you did with that. Do you feel like the journey of our podcasting has literally been like the decades of a person's life? Like it was so I, exciting the first two decades and then, the you know, 20 to 30 well, is a know, little bit harder. At some point, it's like a job becomes a job. It's like actors who talk about like – you know, it's such a privilege, but it's a job it's, it's a job at the end of the day. And you got to go out and you got to, you know, record the Chevy commercials or whatever. Let's just say episodes 50 through 80, uh, things got real, okay? Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? We didn't even – we were supposed to do something celebratory for once we hit 100 episodes, but we just totally didn't. <laughs> I think we were too tired to even celebrate. We're too tired to even count. But I think you we know. should we should do something to celebrate 100 regular episodes i agree i agree we should do something i hope we actually do um i hope so too i mean how when will that be let's just do a quick it's calculation like in 20 weeks from now which 20 weeks kind of far away five months okay so okay so november 24th december 24th people are like january february march so march 24th okay will we'll be do something. our fifth episode we'll do like something. what like a trip well, i think we should do a little trip yeah you but we both know it's and, and we get those balloons, those one hundred balloons. Oh my gosh! And we take Thank sexy you. pictures in front of them. Thank you for one hundred <laughs> episodes. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much for letting us give you free content thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, then, it's so funny it's like a hundred it's like not like a hundred thousand followers it's like thank you for 100 episodes that we made <laughs> <laughs> thank you for this thing we have not quit thank you <laughs> Yeah, it's like actually not like a hundred thousand downloads, right. you know. No, no, no. Like any no, sort of benchmark like, like success. It's like we're still right. here. Thank you. <laughs> okay, we're not going on a trip. Scratch, scratch that. I don't give yeah. an f about when when we hit a hundred episodes. Just Let's keep just on moving. It. Let's just hope we're here. Okay. Okay. Well, y'all saw my my call out yesterday. Did you yes. find that picture to be embarrassing that I posted? Well, you texted me something that was like, which picture should I do? And it, I, it was just one. It's just like, I could only find one photo. And so I didn't know what you meant by which because there was only one to choose correct, from. Correct. And so then I figured more were incoming and then I forgot to respond. That's all right. Um, um, I never know what like type of B-roll to post for those types of things. In fact, mm-hmm. I realized that I've already posted most of my B-roll, um, mm-hmm. which just shows like how much of a tryhard I am. Right. So anyway – Sorry, Gosh, how embarrassing. About, like that, that selfie. But uh, this is the Q&A episode, everybody. Welcome. I am so excited to do this episode because I feel like there are so many questions. No, well, you know what? There are. People have questions for us, People which do. I am seriously thrilled by. Yeah, it's amazing. Very happy that there are people that listen to this podcast and give a shit right. about our lives. Thank you for the questions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. People asked us questions. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you for all these submissions that we asked you for. Thank you. 20 questions. 20 questions okay. from our audience. Thank you. Okay, more I have that. a question. What? Someone just I actually I'm I've got an issue because someone just rolled in a new question. I was just checking to see if we had gotten them all. 
Okay. And they asked you, L, comma, what razor do you use and to shave your legs daily? And how often do you change the blade? Why can't I also have, like, a worthwhile <laughs> response to that? And they haven't even seen my legs, but apparently they're, like, you know, so full of razor bumps and whatever. L, what? Okay. <laughs> that is actually <laughs> such a dig at you. <laughs> rude. Because it's, it's like, so rude. Like, what on, why, why would, yeah, exactly. Like, why would you not also you know, have any sort of knowledge of this? I, apparently, I just have, like, you know, Neanderthal legs or something. It's just, you know, overgrown hair. Wow. Pe- and just, pe- L. What? People sorry, just- sorry to attack this person. I'm sure you're really nice. And I'm sure you would actually love to rub your hands on my legs if you get if uh. given the opportunity. But <laughs> also, yeah. Ben says I say the word leg weird. And I do think that's true. Leg? I think I say leg, leg. I don't leg. say leg, leg. I like say leg. Two syllables. I give a it leg. a. He, he'll he'll spell it. He spells it now. L e u g s. L e u g l e u y g s. Legs. <laughs> well, maybe that's why they didn't want to ask you because you talk in an annoying way that's about legs. That's so rude. I'm so annoyed. Let's start this episode. <laughs> okay, I want to say. I want to say. First of all, I get Lauren does post a lot more bikini photos. She would presume that she shaves her legs more than I do, which is a fair thing. But, you know, I have better hygiene than Lauren. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. What, bitch? I'm sorry. I'm just fully lashing out. Now you're going in on me. How do you have better hygiene than me? I just feel like you sleep in yourself tanner and then you don't always wash those pajamas. Uh, I always wash my pajamas. I would never wear after, them again after, after they're stinky with self-tanner. Also, I will say, <laughs> I shower every day. Every day I shower. I don't wash my hair every day, but I do shower every day. Yeah. Um, is okay. there – I'm lashing out. I'm just lashing more out. hygienic than that? Do I need to shower I twice I just or thrice not, daily? I'm not buying the pajama thing. Okay. Well, I, I do want to say I use the Athena razor and I think it's fantastic. I truly – they're not even spo- our sponsor anymore. And I tried to like – I tried to smoke signal that like on our Instagram. I was like, I'm not even re- re- forced or required or they're not paying me to say this on our Instagram. But this razor is amazing. And again, I don't think they're our sponsor at all anymore. And I'm telling you they the Athena razor is – just kidding. <laughs> why don't they even drop us? They only no. paid for a set number of ads. Yeah. Um. Oh, the Athena razor. I'm just going to interject here because I also have a valid perspective on this, if you don't mind. Who knew? Who knew? Uh, the Athena razor changed my life. Phenomenal, right? It's a phenomenal razor. I look forward to shaving my le- legs and I love their deodorant. I love their shave cream. Yeah, phenomenal. There's another millennial targeted razor that I yeah. think is total trash. Total trash. And, and it I has bought it. Maybe cuter branding, I would say. Yes. And I bought it several times in hopes that they'd improved it. Nope. Every single no. time it gets very gummy. Yeah. I would it say it becomes the Athena, un- unusable. The Athena Razor, yes, yeah, maintains like its, its form. Sharpness. Like the, the sharp and the gel like stays in gel form. It doesn't get all gummy and gross. It also right. feels heavy and expensive when you're yes, using it. Yes. Like the handle, it's very yes. weighted. Yeah. Again, we're not being paid to say any of this. Again, I can't believe we even are right. saying, talking about this. But it's a phenomenal razor and it's cute. Thank you for 100 episodes and unsolicited <laughs> ads you didn't pay for. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I okay. Wanted to, okay, well, okay, let's move on um, let's move before on. I say too much. Okay. Um, so this is our Q&A episode where you've given us questions and we're going to give answers. I'm thrilled to do it. I think mm-hmm. it'll be fun. Um, the first question, Chandler, do you want to read it? Yes. 
Are fancy coffee machines worth it when drive through <laughs> coffee is so satisfying? I just love – I mean, first of all, we're starting with a heavy hitter. You know, like I just love <laughs> that our listeners, they're really asking us to dive deep, to right. go deep, to leave it all in the field. Right, right. Is this a congressional hearing? Like is AOC about to destroy the no. pop apologist over their answer <laughs> to her demanding question? She's going to get to the truth. Anyway. <laughs> No, I love it. I also just love that this reflects like literally the perfect like <laughs> consumer marketing like trash type of a about person. On our po- yeah, on it's our just podcast. like literally the exact person <laughs> that we would like to attract with this podcast. So if you have any friends who are also wondering these burning questions like about our fancy coffee machines worth it when drive-through coffee is so satisfying, please refer them to our podcast. What's the one thing you'd want to talk about with the pop pop apologist? Uh, I want their opinion on drive-through coffee. <laughs> Gosh, our parents dream. I of love this. it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm just gonna say that uh, I'm really cheap, and so I've never owned a fancy coffee machine because I know that I would after pay that ish and then stop using it. You know, after about two and a half weeks. Mm. Plus, I'm definitely more of like a cold coffee in the morning kind of girl. Like, I need it to immediately hit my veins. Mm-hmm. Um. So, hot coffee and hot coffee machines, especially expensive ones, are not really something I can speak to. So do you go out for coffee every morning? No, no, no. I buy like a thing of cold brew. I actually have a cold brew concentrate. Concentrate? Concentrate? Concentrate. Concentrate. In your, I really like concentrate in my fridge. Uh, it's this brand called Grady's. It's like a New York specific brand. It actually is cool oh, because they'll, they'll deliver it to your house for free. I have yet to, you know, bite the bullet and get the bigger size. But they'll deliver like a – it's like boxed wine or like whatever, like a box of cold brew. Um, and then you just add a little bit of water and it's delicious. Oh, good. Okay, yes. well, I approve of this answer because um, I for I, and I'm sure you agree with this. Oh, what I was going to say, I actually have used a fancy coffee machine, so I will have a rebuttal to your response once we get there. Um. Well, you don't know what my response is going to be. Well, I just know you have a co- expensive coffee machine, so I've got my own thoughts. Okay, so if we're talking about a $250 Nespresso machine, yes, it's absolutely worth it. Like, I wouldn't consider that an, exp- an expense, a super, a big purchase. Like, because, this like is you not- don't have to pull your own shots. Yeah, this is not a $7,000 yeah. La, La Marzocco from Italy right. espresso machine where if it breaks, you're gonna, they're going to have to, like, send an engineer out. Like, this, <laughs> Fly an know? engineer from Italy over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry. Um, no, this is just if you're getting if you're talking about like a top of the line Nespresso that you can just replace, it's absolutely worth it. Because guess what? If you're going to Starbucks every morning, you're probably spending close to two to four hundred dollars anyway a month right. on coffee. Right. Um, so what is that? Like 30 mornings. If you spend five bucks each morning, that's 150 bucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe over the course of two months, you'll definitely make all that money back. Right. Um, because the actual cost of the pods, it's like a dollar a cup. And then milk or cream or whatever mm-hmm. or nothing mm-hmm. if you're that sophisticated and you drink that's you. But then I you also know. don't feel like those people are our listeners. So yeah, they're definitely you. not. Okay. Um, so yes, it's totally worth it. And I just feel like when I wake up, when I wake up at Courtney's house and I know that caffeination lies outside the four walls of my right. home, it's like that's I get a letter. I, I feel like it's like getting a letter saying that you're being um, – what's the word? Uh, drafted. It? to war like it's excruciating it's literally like facing an uphill battle i mean the the search to find wearable pajamas that you can traipse to the car in exactly like trying to somehow make yourself look even a tiny bit presentable driving dealing with the drive-through dealing with the odious 
drive through woman or a man or person, it's just all a nightmare. It's a lot, yeah. Or mobile order, and then I guess maybe you walk in. I, yeah, most of the time I mean, you're walking in. Yeah, I have a choice memory of myself of me walking into the Starbucks um, at University Mall in cheetah slippers, <laughs> male boxers, and a large oversized T-shirt, and yeah. no shame. You probably no shame. Even, you probably couldn't even see the boxers under the under the oversized t-shirt. Just like she looked like she was in a t-shirt and cheetah slippers. And it was also um, the dead of winter. Yes, a hundred percent. There was snow on the ground. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember there was a time when I pulled up to the San Clemente Starbucks on Pico. Mm-hmm. And this is a never been told before been told story. Uh, San Clemente Starbucks on Pico curb. I was gonna. I was like, oh yeah, I'll grab it curbside. It was my second time ordering curbside. Yeah. So I hit order mobile order. There wasn't an option for curbside, and I was like, that's weird. Whatever. I'll just order. I'm sure when I get there, there'll be a place for me to check in. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize that sometimes curbside's on, sometimes it's off, and they're not right. offering it. So that became abundantly clear when I pulled up and there was no way for me to tell them Uh, that I needed them to bring me the coffee. To run you your own coffee. Yeah. Well, I didn't have shoes on. I didn't have shoes with me. Oh, no. Oh, no. You could go through the drive-thru? And I was fully in pajamas. There is no (laughs) drive-thru. Oh, no, no, no. So what? Did you just leave it? You just abandoned ship? No. So I fully in like a t-shirt, Kagan's boxer, stance boxers, walked in. (laughs) Locked into the Starbucks. Furtively looked for my mobile order and then like dashed out, so embarrassed, praying I didn't wouldn't see anyone I knew. <laughs> barefoot, barefoot. Uh, disgusting. Such trash. Disgusting. Such trash. 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 Okay, should we move on from this question now that we've embarrassed yes. ourselves enough? Yes. Okay. This next one is: Is Black Friday shopping overrated? This one kind of came out of nowhere to me. Yeah, I know, because we're not really big, like, shopping people. Right, right. On the um, podcast. Are we? Do we talk about shopping? No, I would – Courtney's, like, our well, – this is a better question for Courtney, but as always, I'm happy to give my opinion. Yes. Um, I would say, uh, is the Pope Catholic? I I basically shop all year round. Like, it's Black Friday, so I don't really, <laughs> you know, wait for these big Kohl's cash type of deals days. Yeah. Um, I do think that sometimes you can get discounts on TVs or electronics. I don't know. I, I don't work at Best Buy. And I guess like t- a Black Friday sale has the same energy as like a Bloomingdale's off the rack store. Like it's not really like you're getting good clothes at a steal. You're just getting like the marketed cheaper clothes, you know, pushed right. away. Right, exactly. You know, it's like they're whatever they're Black Fridaying. It's like whatever they have too much inventory of. Exactly. Um. All that being said, I will accept any and all Black Friday gifts from listeners. Yeah, she will accept free stuff, even in her <laughs> studio apartment in New York, where she's like already looks like a hoarder. Just kidding. <laughs> Maybe somewhat. Somewhat. Um. I I feel like with Black with Black Friday. I generally don't care about it at all. I don't even pay attention to it. I don't even look forward to it. I don't shop it. For me, if I want something, if I really want it, I'm going to find a way to get it. Yeah. And it's either in my price range or it's not. And like right. plus or minus 30%, like for example, there's a new – there's a bracelet I really, really want right now. I've become obsessed with it, completely okay. obsessed with it. It's not within my price range. And, yeah. Um, there's not a chance I can get this bracelet even if – you know, they offered this bracelet at 30% off. I still can't afford it. Right. And it's just like that. Like, okay, I we, we get it. You've got caviar taste. All right. 
Well, but my point is, is like things are basically, you know, if you want them, I feel like you and I, we're going to make it happen. And plus or minus 30%, it's not going to make a difference on whether we can afford exactly. it or not, you know? I mean, I think you and I are also not people who can wait a whole year to get what we want. We're, we're not great at delaying our gratification. Correct. We're not going to wait for, you know, November 26th to buy it. Right. Um, and yeah, yeah, now there's beautiful things like Afterpay. <laughs> yes, kidding. which are super dangerous. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. Okay. okay. This next one. Um, thinking of naming my daughter Chandler. Family name. Did you get teased? Um, I would just like to say off the bat, thank you for clarifying that this is a family name and that you yeah. are not naming the child after me. <laughs> or that they're just like purely choosing it for aesthetic reasons. Right. I think it's so cute. I love that name ever since I heard it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this host who, you know, loves uh, a good hygienic routine, you know, loves afterpay, that type of thing. Uh, we're going to name our daughter after her. No, that's not what they're saying. It's a family name, allegedly. Um, but anyways, I will, even in my offense, I will answer this question. Um, I would say that I got the occasional, you know, that's a boy's name, but for the most part, I didn't really ever get teased and I didn't grow to love my name until I was a bit older. You always gassed me up about my name and told me that I had a cool name, which I think led to me. Did I always do that? No, like literally I think in like the past few years, you've always like, you've remarked on it. You know, Um, because I didn't really think one way or the other about it. It was okay. like it was when I was a kid. It was just kind yeah. of your name. Yeah. Like I didn't really think about it, but I yeah. I don't I think it's because now that we're like a little bit older, yeah. And suddenly I'm realizing that like Lauren is like it's a cute name, it's a fine name, it's a classy name, but it's definitely like a 90s girl name. It's a beautiful it's, name. It is a beautiful name. There's very few I feel like new Laurens coming into the yeah. world. Yeah. Like it's not a chic stylish name. Like just like there's very few new Courtney's and Ashley's coming right. into the world. Like, it's just a more – it's a 90s name. Yeah. And I think, like, what's interesting and cool about your name is it's super unique and it's a lot more timeless yeah. for that reason. Thank you. It's like um, and so now I think I have realized that you did – and I've realized that over the past couple of years, you got the coolest name in the family for sure. Thank you. Well, like I said, Lauren's gassing me up about it. And I think that's made me like it a lot more. I, But I really did, like, as I got older, start to appreciate, like, that it was cool and different and androgynous. I mean, the only thing that sucks about it are those stupid Friends jokes. Like, I never watch Friends. Please, like, please, please, oh, well, please. Like, can we just quit it with the Friends jokes? Oh, I'm not Friends. Um, that's yeah. so annoying. That's, that's me, actually the curse of my name. Let me tell you. Let me do you one better on that one. So my what? middle name is Marjorie. Yeah. And that this is our late grandmother's name. Our grandmother, yeah. who we were extremely close to, yeah. who we saw every week, who we loved and i think about regularly right very important person to yeah me. yeah um so my late grandmother this was this is her name i was named after her lauren yeah. marjorie oh marge like the simpsons every time my my name it's, my it's middle awful. name somehow comes to fruition it's so annoying and it's, it's like actually no it's after my late grandmother you asshole you idiot. like it's so annoying every yeah. single person does that yourself. And so, you're not you're not funny and you're not original no, and but anyway, to go back to your name, I just think Chandler. Like the thing that's cool about it is, like Chan is very approachable. It's fun. It's like one syllable. Thank it's you. just a very like you. But then I yeah. feel like Chandler is very chic and sophisticated and kind of intimidating. Thank Chandler, you. like Chandler, is just a really solid oh my gosh, name. This is like seriously so hot. Thank you so much. I love. And I love it when just, you talk about how great my name is. It's a. Vi- it's a phenomenal name so here's one phenomenon i would like to 
to discuss with you. What? Do you like it when Kagan calls you by your name? When he uh, says no. Lauren. No. Do you? It's so weird. No, no, no. I don't. Do you like I mean, it when I don't Kagan like, calls me? I don't like it when he does it. But I also, like, if Ben uses my full name or just he says Chandler, it's like I look at him with, like, coldness and I'm and I'm like, are we about to break up right now? What's going on? It's ve- It's a very, very odd thing. I, Does anyone else experience this with their boyfriends? Like, if they just don't like being called by their name? It 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 seems it just seems like cold. It seems like they're mad at you or irritated. Yes, with yeah. You. It's like I'm being I'm about to get chastised for something, or it's 100%. like Im- immediately we're we're serious. Yeah, totally. I, I you know it's very common. Yeah. Anyways, I just because it's yeah. it's not a term of endearment. It's not. It's but it's like is that kind of weird though that you only want to be called by a term of endearment or nothing? Like you don't want to be called by your name by your partner. Like that seems strange, but it's true. But it's real. This is like a very poetic observation on your behalf. It's oh, like, you say that with surprise? Yeah, kind of. Because I do think it's like a, it's like an, it's, I do I want this person who I share my life with? Why do I, why am I put off by right. when they, you know, call me by that which my identity is known to the world? Like, I feel like that's the question. Great encapsulation of this question. Yeah. Um. Anyways. And it's somewhat of a poetic question, but I think it just comes down to it sounds like they're irritated with you. Because usually significant others call each other by terms of endearment. Right. Which is why right. I started crying at dinner with Kagan on like our 10th date or whatever it was yeah. when I called him babe and he let me know that he was not interested in that oh. and that he would only like to call each other by our first names forever. See, and, and isn't that a joke because they always come around? Yeah. I mean, how awkward would that be if our whole lives no, we never had a term of endearment to call each other? People are so annoying about pet names. Like, oh, it's so gross. I never want to be called babe or baby or it's, like anything. It's I hate like, it when my friends call their, call yeah. their you know, girlfriend's babe. It's just so lame. <sighs> anyway. Okay. Let's move forward. Okay. Um, Someone wants to know, would love to know more about your jobs. Yeah, what do we do? What do we do? What, what do, we, do, do? we do? How do we pay the bills? How do we afford to stop it? give you all this free content? What's funny is I feel like having gone on so many podcasts now and like kind of going back and forth with other podcasters, a lot of them do do it full time. Right. So like when it takes us four days to respond to an email, it's like we just have so much other stuff going on. Yeah. And this is like absolutely a, a side hustle that does right. not pay our bills. Yeah. And it, I don't know. I guess it's just like it is funny, and I think that's probably why we more if we come from a place of fatigue, it that is why. Right. If we open up the episode with an exhale, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> it's because we have other jobs, unfortunately. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um. So I work in advertising marketing specifically now, um, and I work at Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg has been cutting my paychecks for the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. Although Chandler, isn't Facebook going through a rebranding? Are you in on those strategy discussions? I wish I, I wish I had some sort of uh, tidbit to give you. I have no idea. Literally, or, I hear about stuff from the outside world before I hear about it from the inside world. <laughs> so you are I, not you're not coming up with a new name, like no, when you're not working on this pod, no, podcast. Absolutely not. More like Instagram captions for uh, <laughs> to talk about Facebook groups. So yes, yes, very exciting thrilling um no no Chandler what Chandler is Chandler's underselling herself Chandler has a great job she makes great money and she's extremely successful um especially for your age I mean I always say this 
not to make it about myself, but I was broke at 26, <laughs> living with mom and dad. I had no clue what I was going to do with my life. And Chandler is 26, makes very good money, is very successful, okay, living I, I, in New York. I, I don't make a million dollars. Let me just make that a You make very clear. good money for someone who's 26, who's only a few years out of college. You're yeah. very talented. Thank you. You have you have your life together in a very major way. And I think uh, it's yeah. at a very my young age. After moving across the country, my bank account says otherwise, but thank you. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Your life is expensive, but the only way to have an expensive life is to be a person who can afford an expensive life. Ain't that the truth? Put that on a Ain't freaking wooden wooden cutting board in my kitchen, baby. Wow. I'll I'll get a pillow made for Christmas for you. Thank you. Thank you. Little cross stitch action. Okay. Um. So I Lauren, your job. Did we? I run a startup called Retain Finance. And it's essentially like afterpay, but for attorneys. So what we do is we we're a custom platform for law firms, and we have a suite of financial solutions that can give their clients a way to pay over time rather than paying all up front. Their clients can get access to either a personal loan or home equity investment, basically liquidity solutions, so that they can afford their attorneys. Right. Um, I just feel like you're you are also underselling yourself when you say I run a startup. You literally built something from the ground up that uh, is extremely complex with, you know, financial systems and banks. Um, And I remember one time you came to me and, like, explained some crazy problem about, like, regulations and tax law or I don't know, something. And I just literally got, like, a pit in my stomach thinking about, like, the questions you were having to, like, find answers to. And I was like, I'm so glad I don't have to have that job. And now (laughs) it's very successful. So, uh, you know, you're extremely impressive. That's very nice of you. We have great partners. And honestly, it's been amazing. It's It has been the best thing that's ever happened. Creating this business for me has not the best thing I think that's ever happened to me, but it's definitely up there. Um, right. We ha- Yeah. It's been truly a phenomenal experience our first year in business. And so next year is our second year in business and hopefully only growth from here. And really this is what it is helping attorneys increase the purchasing power of their clients mm-hmm. which which in turn increases their revenue it's really right. that simple right so anyway i love it and and you've started it all very very busy so yes you all know right. we're just a bunch of boss ladies i know it's like our brand is not is I, that's the irony is our brand is like working hard sucks but we both work very hard yeah so it's true and that's the last of that Yes. We won't okay. Say anything else? Um, Why? Because we're gonna because then hurt, you know, hurt our brand, right? Then our work whole work soft mentality. Oh, Lauren, I I thought of something recently about work soft. What? Work soft, soft drinks. You know, we love a soft drink and we love to work soft. Just something to play around with. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Talk about anticlimax. I mean, oh my gosh, work soft, soft drinks, soft water. It's huge incredible soft hands soft lips. soft drink soft drinks working soft it's genius. soft bank which is gonna give a, a loan to we work <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so who cares good. none of this has anything to do with each other it's gonna give a loan to we work <laughs> just lots of two syllables of unrelated things great okay that's enough you know, I just see how she kills my creative confidence, everybody. Just like I just can't believe you. Get, 
I, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're just work throwing soft, things at the wall, seeing what sticks. Work soft, <laughs> soft drinks. Okay, I thought you were a talented copywriter. <laughs> this is what Look, Mark Zuckerberg pays for. Yes, yes, every week, every bi weekly, whatever. Okay. Chandler is an extremely overpaid 26 year old. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Absolutely true. Um, okay. Okay. Um, Lauren, do you want to you want to take this question? Yeah. Okay. Splurge versus save. Things in your life you think are worth spending money on. Um. Are you gonna go or? Oh, I was I was answering it. I'm sorry. I was I was giving the question. I was okay. teeing it up for you. Give us your okay. wisdom. So, as someone who just had to move her her life across the country on her own dime, I feel like I have some recent experience with. You know, judging my possessions and how much they're worth to me. Mm, um, yes, ne- never fall in love, people. Um, so as I decided on which belongings were were worth, you know, shipping across North America, I just once again realized that you know you should splurge on cool and interesting clothes or th- or furniture. Like for example, maybe people think this is embarrassing, but like I've moved my scotch and soda, you know, bombers from dusty apartment to dusty apartment because i think they're like cool collectibles and like sunglasses nice like designer sunglasses from like i got in college and stuff like those things to me are like actually worth splurging on but like every single madewell shirt i've gotten have somehow lost in moves and never thought about it ever again mm-hmm. um i also think that you know as someone who just had to rebuild her apartment life splurge on furniture do not splurge on bedding i think you can get like excellent stuff from amazon when it comes to bedding and I think okay. you should splurge on luxuriating experiences like your gym pass. Okay. Um, so really what you're saying – you're not really clothing because you started off saying clothing, interesting well, clothes. But I, I think, think what you're think- saying is interesting staples like jackets. Yeah, totally. I, th- I Like I buy like nice sunglasses and nice jackets and kind of yeah. everything else in between is like uh, – Disposable like, almost. Disposable for the most part. I could not agree more. I – and. I, I personally feel like a great leather jacket, that's something that you might have for 10 years and yeah. for, at least for five and it's going to look good and in style for five years right. and probably look really high quality if you invest in it. Yeah. Everything else, like I honestly, I was looking at my closet and I'm just like, there's so much, so many $200 shirts in here that are dresses in here that I just feel like are kind of ugh, I look at and do nothing for me. I'm not excited to wear them. I'm kind of over it. Like I honestly feel like I look at my closet now and I'm like I wish I had just spent 80% of this money on like fine jewelry. Right. And spent and just shopped for basics, like very refined basics at like Mango and Zara. That's honestly right. what I wish I'd done because I could have like I could be here with like a great, amazing fine jewelry collection, like a stack of really beautiful like bracelets and like just like things that really elevate the everyday. But instead, I feel like I spent a lot of money on individual pieces. Like I took that budget and spread it out over all this stuff. And a lot of that stuff, you might not like that Ula Johnson dress you you bought and spent so much money on. For me, like that might not be your style three years from now. Right. And maybe you have it, that you have the budget where it doesn't matter. You can just get whatever you want. But for me, I kind of feel like I wish I had invested more in either things like jackets or fine jewelry, like things that I will give to my daughter someday. I mean, I think that's totally it. I I think that a lot of the really expensive like 
dresses or uh you know like with like like one one off type of pieces like I'll I'll just wear them out like I'll wear them five or six times I'll get my Instagram in it and then I'll be done with it and then I won't want to wear it again and and then I've just like I'm out a couple hundred bucks yes exactly and that's been my ent- that's been my experience for sure and I feel like like invest a in fine jewelry but also invest in yourself invest in a a nutritionist, invest in a trainer, invest yeah. in literally looking better in your clothes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Y- you know what I mean? That is going to provide such a return on investment. And I'm also like, I always tell myself, oh, I'll sell it. I never sell anything. I never, never have the energy. Like, you'll I- get pennies on the dollar on right. Poshmark. It's a huge, it's a, it's huge, a huge effort. You think I'm going to like annoy y'all with a Instagram where I sell my clothes? No. Right. Like, Chan's closet. No. Right. No, and also then, it's like why why do all those accounts why don't why doesn't anyone ever use a damn steamer? <laughs> no. Or it's so interesting to me. It's like it's like maybe if you're Courtney this makes sense, but like I always think it's funny when someone with like 3000 followers is like I'm opening a shopping account where you can shop my closet and it's like Mm, don't you want to just tap into like the entire network of people looking for like, you know, old J Crew clothes on Poshmark? Right. Like right. you want to, you want to, you want to take the chance that one person out of three thousand people that follow you are interested in that I mean, turtleneck from two thousand nine. I don't and know. Just dealing with the headache of shipping. Ugh. I know. No, to- totally. It just it ends up being something, and then you can't give it away too, right? Because no. it's like, well, I spent I spent four hundred fifty dollars on this dress that I never uh, yeah. wear. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to store it now for the rest of my life. I also feel like I'm moving away from splurging on some type of footwear because as I live here a little bit, as I've lived here for a little bit, I've realized that like most of my footwear just gets completely thrashed. Yeah, exactly. Completely trashed. Yeah. Like if I was just going from my house to my car to like other places, but then back to my car would be different. But like everything is just getting totally thrashed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. that's that's another thing is I feel like bags too on the hierarchy yeah. bags wear out faster than than totally. jewelry or sunglasses I mean, or jackets. Do you remember how thrashed like our Steve Madden bags would get? How gross they would oh, be. The Maybell bags we had the, in college. Ugh, disgusting. Disgusting. Them. Like, I couldn't really carry a bag at this point. I haven't carried a bag in years. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Based on your vocabs, I know your readers. I need some great recommendations. Wow, this is a very nice question. Thank yeah. you. I mean, I would say that all of my good vocabulary comes from you. I basically I, started just like picking up on words you would use and then I use them. Um, but I would also say that my boyfriend has a pretty stunning vocabulary. Mm. Like, for literally, this is a like a thing I've noticed throughout our relationship is that he'll, you know, I would say that sometimes you and I use big words uh, in an annoying way, and I think think there are people who use big, use smart words. Um, like for example, this morning he used the word "wears." I didn't know what that meant. That's cute. And then he also used the word "untoward" recently. Can you give us the context for both? <laughs> it was um, "wears." We were going through a bazaar this morning and talking about what we were buying, <laughs> and I was like, "What does that mean?" Um, and then like we want to see their wares, or like he was like, "I think they sold all their wares," and I was like, "What?" I was like, "Who are you?" <laughs> Like, honestly, where would you have picked up that word? Where? And then uh, I he used the word untoward, which was about my own behavior, but I'm not going to go into details. Oh, so. you have to go into details. You I don't can't even remember. I, don't even, I truly don't even remember. Oh, I just remember. It happened the word. this morning? That, but then that would be un- – no, not this morning. Weeks, weeks ago. He said that would be untoward. 
And did you you knew what that meant though, right? You saw no, I didn't know what that meant. Oh, interesting. I didn't know what that meant. I mean, he, it's like he's speaking from like the turn of the century or something. I think that's very charming. It um, is charming. It's a thing I really love about him. It's a good quality. I don't know. I wouldn't call myself a big reader, to be honest. I used to be a big yeah. reader, and I'm not anymore. I mean, um, I think you definitely will consume like more nonfiction than, for example, Lauren got a book about like, you know, marketing practices like shipped to my house in New York when she was visiting here. I was actually so excited for you to leave that book because I was like, great, I get a free book now. And then it was like <laughs> the sales pitch. And then I was like, oh, great. Now I got to just like figure out a way to get rid of this. <laughs> Fanatical prospecting. Yes. Was a book. Um, but you, you are, you are totally a voracious reader and you've read like a lot of nonfiction and I'm not as great at nonfiction. I think I just compare myself to my past when I read a lot more like yeah. before social media when I was a kid being like dragged from, you know, TJ Maxx to TJ Maxx. Yeah. And if I didn't bring a book with Books me at all times, escape. like we just were SOL. We were just right. SOL <laughs> having to sit in Michael's, Ugh. find an empty bottom right. shelf so we could crawl literally, into it. I was it. literally just thinking like the idea of having to write, trying to find seating where you could read your book while mom shopped for three and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, that was just an iconic part of our right. childhood. And right. so books were like – books were mental survival as Do a Do you kid. remember like saying, I'm going to wait in the car and then – waiting in the car for probably an hour and a half and then finally being just like what the actual hell is going on why have we not <laughs> left this place yet and then you storm into the store you slam I, the door and then you just march your little like you know eight-year-old <laughs> butt in there and you're just like why have we not left yet why are you still doing in marshalls <laughs> i don't i i mean i have a, the problem is is like that's like saying do you have a memory of eating breakfast during right. childhood like <laughs> Do you have a memory of drinking water as a kid? I don't know. It's hard to say. I feel right. like that was such a common thing. It, we must have been older than that, though, because you couldn't have been just three. You were probably like six at the time. And yeah. I was like yeah. 12 or something like that or 11. Um, oh, my so god, So funny. So funny. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like social media has made me a lot more ADD. Like, it's made me a lot more – like, I don't – I just don't have the attention span I used to have in any way. I also am bored by fiction. Like, I just personally feel like if this didn't actually happen, I'm not interested anymore. Like, I can't get into novels at all. Really? And I it bums me yeah. out. There's – I've had a recent experience where I've been trying to read, like, some of the novels that were, like – really cute looking with some of the the amazing graphics or like the the novels that like I feel like everyone on Instagram has posted about and like right. all of them have been a letdown um right and so I yeah I've also kind of felt a little bit like ugh, like no books have really spoke to me recently but I did read I'll give you since the the quote this actual question was what are your book recommendations oh, right, I would right. say that um Cersei Madeline Miller mm, was, mm-hmm. was incredible I like did you, you read that one right I did read that yeah did you like it yeah, phenomenal. 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 Like, I, and I'm not like a big Greek mythology person at all. Like, I left that all behind in ninth grade, but this was really good. I also read um, a book called Pachinko um, a couple months ago over the summer when I went to Nantucket. If everyone remembers when I went to Nantucket, oh, um, gosh. and it's like got East of Eden vibes, but it's about like Japan and Korea. And truly, I like cannot recommend it enough. It was like a stunning, stunning book that was like really moving. Oh, these are good. These are good yeah. books, Shan. Um, okay, so for me, there's a book called uh, – oh, what's it called? Not, oh, it's called Wild Game. Oh, yeah. That was great. 
It's called Wild Game. And then the subtitle is My Mother, Her Lover, and Me. I love memoirs. I love yeah. things that actually like, happened. Yeah. 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 It's memoirs phenomenal. Are incredible. Yeah. It's written on the – it's written on – like the setting is Cape Cod, so back to Nantucket vibes. Just the most lush descriptions and then a true real-life scintillating drama. So it's like – Scintillating. I love it. It's just everything you yeah. want and tons of rich descriptions of cooking, which yeah. I love. Like I love – It was very the, sumptuous and sensuous. Yeah, like the main character's mother, she's this extremely sensual woman who loves cooking and flavors, and the description of her is so seductive. And anyway, it'll just it, – it'll do a number on you. I read that. I, that was a book that kept me up till like 3 in the morning reading, so. um, Yeah, that book was delightful. I will say that – I will give you two book recommendations that have kind of like changed my life um, slightly, like – I love the book, You Can Heal Your Life. I had a great friend, Brie, and she always told me this book was amazing. I, you Will Heal Your Life, Louise Hay. Incredible. I like to listen to it on audio on audiobook when I'm um, scared at night. Um, <laughs> like, I get, like, a little nervous when I'm at my apartment alone. Uh, that's me being really vulnerable on this podcast, but that's, that's what cute. I struggle with sometimes. And anyways, I, it's just like a – I think it's a really wonderful self-help book. I also love the book The Defining Decade. Um which I think I talked about earlier in this podcast, but I found it to be really, really powerful and true to like, you know, making the most of your 20s. That's a very good book. Uh, the, that was actually mine that you... Um... Which one? Defining Decade? Mm-hmm. Really? I think you, yes. I think you've just, like, it was one of my books that kind of like filtered somehow. You... No, I bought it. I bought really? it. No, I bought it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Let's check, let's check the Amazon receipts, shall we? I mean, this would have been from like oh. 2016 when I bought this book. It was you so long ago. You didn't like this book, but I thought that Dolly Alderton's "Everything I Know About Love" was great. Oh yeah, I I don't I don't feel like I've gotten very far into it though, so I didn't yeah. get a fair assessment. Um, also, I'm just gonna say as well, the book t- "Unorthodox" that's based on the that the series on Netflix is based on was very good as well. Oh, interesting. I want to read that. Yeah, yeah. Really um, good. Yeah, see that's that would be something i'd be very interested in because that's like a real life experience yeah um yeah. not my unorthodox life right like the actual show no, it's, unorthodox. it's literally called unorthodox by deborah Feldman or whatever defining decade is really really good i read it gosh i was always like panicked about my future in my 20s yeah. like, com- i lived in like sheer terror and panic about what what was Don't like what all. my future had. um but that's a really good book because I think it does really focus you and make you realize yeah. that all the choices you're making really matter. Really do add up and matter. And like, and not in a scary way. Like, I don't feel like it's fear mongering, but it's just like, be intentional with who you date. Be intentional with who you're friends with. Be intentional with how you, you know, how you decide to switch pivot careers if you decide to pivot careers. Like, it's it just like teaches you to be a little bit less willy nilly because everything does have like a pretty big impact. Right, for sure. It, it basically, yeah, that's a thesis. It's like don't start your professional life and your career at thirty. If you right. can, if if you can help it, like your twenties actually really, really yeah. matter. Um, I'll just, yeah, I'll so. run off. I'll list off a few other books just really quick. Okay. Um, Lauren and I both love David Sedaris. Anything by David Sedaris is like mm-hmm. you know basically like our what we were. I feel so like good. So funny. On. Um, Lauren also my one of my all time favorite books, Shadow of the Wind. Lauren had it, read it, loved it. I stole it from her bookshelf. It then became Long, my favorite book. I think I read that when I was like 
15. A long time ago. A really good – a great book for people who love books and love, like, I don't know, geeking out about reading. It's just, like, it's a beautiful, like, novel. Um, And then I also love anything by Nora Ephron. Like, I feel bad about my neck. Um, Yeah, I love Nora Ephron. Chan, I think you're more the bookworm these days, which I am, you know, I think that's wonderful. Thank you. I'm very impressed by you. Thank and you, you're Lauren. reading. You do read more than me. And I, that is very cool. Well, I, I honestly, these days, I feel like I only read when I'm on vacation, but I am very draconian about it when I'm on vacation. It's like, okay, if I'm going on vacation, I'm going to finish a book. That's, that, I'm going to force see, this relaxation a, on myself. That is a habit I try, but I don't actually accomplish. I get distracted. I get like, so. I, yeah, I get mad at myself if I don't, which is like probably toxic or whatever, but no, that's whatever. Cute. Okay. Um, hold on one second. <clears throat> um, best advice ever received. Um, I, honestly, best advice I've ever received was from you, and it was, "Why do you need a savings account? What for?" <laughs> this is something you repeated to me often. Okay. This was. This is not general. Like this is not my general advice to everyone. Like this is not my, you know edict to the populace. This is a very specific this is was okay, this is very specific to you. You Chandler Bledsoe at 26 don't need a savings account. I stand by that. Absolutely. You have huge safety nets in in via family safety nets, yeah. you have federal safety nets. Like if you lost your job, you could go on unemployment. Like there's so much like there's – it's not like if the worst happened to you, you would just be on the street, you know, like yeah. you, you would suddenly be like Fontaine, you know. I could uh, like sell some some Wayfair furniture, I suppose. So I think that – I think that – and you're also so talented. I just have no doubt in you and your ability to, to provide for yourself. And so I think that with the amount of money you, you make – and especially, I think this this was really in the context of a, maybe a year or two ago when you made less money. Yeah, far when less you money. were like super broke. You were so like you were you made far mm-hmm. less money. You were super broke, and it was like okay, well, you know, I I guess you could like with the spare two hundred dollars you have a month, you could try to scroll away fifty into some like pittance of a bank of right. a savings account, or you could just like spend all the money you make and have as nice of a life as possible because otherwise it's I mean, gonna be like extremely hard. I I literally couldn't even afford an AC unit and I had no AC and I was my Lauren literally bought me an AC unit for my birthday because I was so extremely hot. I was putting ice packs on my face to sleep, giving myself ice burn. When you <laughs> told me I mean, when you told me that you would work until like late, late, late at night and then you would go home and you get home to a hot room to sleep in and you hated Ugh. your job. I just couldn't fathom it. It just sounded like it, hell on earth. It it literally made me cry. It was the nicest. And then I think Kagan set it up for me. You and Kagan came back to my place after. It was like, yeah. Sleep is thank just you, by the so, way, for that. Oh, I mean, sleep is just so critical to well-being yeah, right. and health. So you guys okay. – um. We have a lot more to go, which is good because we have a Patreon to record this week. So if you are interested, we're going to be talking on the Patreon about how long to date before getting engaged, how long to be engaged, how long before a wedding. This is like a four-part question someone asked, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, thoughts on our, our thoughts on jewelry pieces, how to build a collection, our favorite pieces, how Deb – someone asked how did Deb give the sex talk to us as girls? Mm-hmm. Um, 
someone asked about wedding planning. Are we still practicing LDS? Wow, what a cliffhanger. Um, is <laughs> Our beauty grail, you know, beauty holy grail items. Words to live by. Best jewelry investment for your mid-20s. Kagan's crypto Twitter stuff. Anyway, we're going to get into all of that on the Patreon. So if you want more of this Q&A, you want to get to part two, It'll be up on the Patreon this Friday, and you can sign up for the Patreon in our show notes. And Chandler, love and, you. And love you too. Thank Episode you. Episode 80 in the books. One and done. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for 80 you. episodes. Thank you for 80 episodes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe you got us to 80 episodes. Uh, okay, goodbye. Right. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus's wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Katherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of The Therapy Group, and hosts of The Shrink Chicks Podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psychobabble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you, because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.